towards the end zone under throw the Bearcat Blitz rolling along right here on the late week edition. We are ready to preview BYU. And I'm your host, Russ Heltman, your All Bearcats reporter. Catch us on allbearcats.com. Welcome to in my co-host, Dominic Goodman, former UC wide receiver, played for the team from 2005 to 2008 in the top 10 of many UC wide receiver record statuses and been great with us over the past three, four weeks. We're already a third of the way through the season, Dom. Two and two record on the season for the UC Bearcats, getting ready to take on the BYU Cougars. And you're, of course, listening to Bearcat Blitz, wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you get uh, your YouTube videos. Of course, you can find this one on Talking Cats YouTube channel with Russ Heltman. And you can also find us on Bally Sports Ohio throughout each and every Fall weekend with Bearcats football in full swing. Please subscribe, review the podcast wherever you get your podcasts to help us grow the show and continue to do the Bearcat Blitz the right way. Dom, we're in the middle of game week, a short, condensed game week for UC football. We're going to get into the just entire game preview, what to expect from Cincinnati as they travel to face the BYU Cougars, the BYU team. Also, Cincinnati started their Big 12 home tenure last weekend the BYU fans excited to get their big 12 tenure started with their first big 12 home game this coming weekend should be a very raucous environment and Dom all four teams new to the big 12 looking for their first win this weekend as a member of the conference yeah you know it's gonna be everybody each team BYU gonna be hungry you know you see you see hungry already with two losses um two losses is back-to-back loss so they're looking for the hungry to get a win so i think it's gonna be a good game um byu is a good team um historically known to play good football um and i think it's gonna be a good game um i just can't wait to see it we'll get into the preview after the midway point here of the show after we get to some uh some mid-show ads and good stuff right there make sure we can keep the lights on here on bearcat blitz i'm of course your host russ Elman, and he is dominic goodman former uc wide receiver a UC wide receiver who, I, correct me if I'm wrong here, Don, but you obviously cross paths a little bit with the Kelsey brothers who are in full, full news cycles right now. Travis Kelsey shoots his shot with Taylor Swift a couple months ago on his podcast. One thing leads to another. She's in the freaking suite with Donna Kelsey this past Sunday watching Travis and the and the Chiefs destroy the Chicago Bears. We're not going to dive into that tabloid story too much on this one, but I wanted to get Dom just... The first thing you think of when you think of the Kelsey brothers, if there's any stories you have from those days, just just, just going from where they were as a brotherly duo when you first knew them to where they are now, it's got to be just a, it's got to be like an eye opening experience for you to be like, wow, this has been uh, quite the 15 year run for this this uh, pair of brothers. Oh man! Well, first of all, Travis always had that Riz game, so you know what I mean. I I already expected as soon as I heard. He shot his shot. I'm like, oh, it's already over. He like Steph Curry. <laughs> he gonna hit. <laughs> so, but um, but but my experience with the Kelsey's was great, man. I mean, um, Jason came in as a linebacker, walk on, walk on linebacker. Came in, uh, worked hard. I mean, he was a guy that just put in a lot of work. Um, he he just a workaholic, and 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 I remember when Coach 
we needed O line at the time. I was going to my junior year. Uh, we needed some O linemen, and um, and he he stepped up to it, jumped in, and and he ran with him, did a great job, and uh, continue on. You can see his success now, and um, even with um, Travis. Travis came in as a quarterback, uh, so. I remember the first ball he threw me. It went straight to the dirt because I don't know. I got people <laughs> nervous. I don't know what was going on, but he threw it straight to the dirt. Um, but well, so he was just there when he was a freshman. So right. Um, so he kind of just really just worked through. And he uh, when I came back, I found out he was a tight end. And and I remember even going to the uh, went to the Belk Bowl to um, to to check him out, watch him play. And uh, I remember after the Belk Bowl, uh, that's the game where Kelsey scored the game with a touchdown against Duke. And uh, he came to me afterwards like, yeah, I'm about to be like fourth, fourth, fifth round. I'm like, really? Like, I didn't even know. Like, you know, because it's like you don't think about those things because you're just so much with your teammates. You don't thinking yeah. about the outside stuff. You're just thinking like, how you been doing? How's everything going? Great game. And he told me that. And then I started seeing his progression because he wasn't even the starter. Um as a tight end, it was you had Ben Gadouli, you had Adrian Robertson, and uh, that was in front of him. And um, and once he got to the league, he just took off with it because I, I I expected it because he's no different from his brother. Good work ethic, love the game, and and um, and it's just great to see them both to to really basically have Hall of Fame careers in the NFL. They're doing fantastic with their podcast and everything. I'm happy for them, and it's great for UC. Um, Bearcats, and maybe shoot, he can get Taylor Swift to do a concert at UC, <laughs> you know. But, um, but I'm just happy, That's an idea. and I'll just wish the best for them, man, and just continue what they're doing. No doubt, no doubt. Definitely want to get Dom's thoughts on that because he crossed paths with for sure. And it's just, it's, it's the all the all the world's kind of coming together in one weekend, one four day stretch over the past week or so. And uh, we're coming together courtesy in large part thanks to Bet Online during this show. Football is back, and Bet Online is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with all the up to minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with Bet Online's real time updates on statistics, news, and odds from week one all the way to the college football playoff and Super Bowl. Bet Online gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V, B L E A V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. And speaking of Bet Online, that number been moving substantially, Dominic. In this UC Bearcats BYU matchup, Cincinnati was an underdog when I went to bed last night. And when I woke up this morning, the Bearcats were favored. We're going to get to that in just a moment. But one more thing I wanted to touch on. Well, two more things, because I need we need to give this guy his flowers for a nice, nice outing uh, against Oklahoma this past weekend. But day one ready, Dom. I'm sure you as an alum have heard about this pan campaign and, and everybody who kind of is around UC athletics has heard about it. The day one ready campaign, the goal of getting a hundred million dollars in athletic donations ahead of the entry into the big 12. They didn't quite get it done ahead of the entry into the big 12, but very close to that expected date. And they announced UC athletics did a courtesy of Zach Stipe, the, uh, the associate AD for communications said that they have hit the $100 million mark and Dom, they're 70% complete 
with the funding goals for that indoor performance center that's going to be accessed by students all over campus, sports all over campus, and most namely, the permanent all-weather home year-round for UC football. It's got to make that's got to be an exciting thing for you to hear as an alum that this kind of funding, this kind of excitement is getting matched with dollars behind it. Yeah, it's exciting. It's it's a step in the right direction. You know, when I got there, the the spot was the CRC. That was more of like, yeah, where are we? Because the Lender Center kind of connected to there, so you can yeah. walk over there to there. Um, uh, you sport, you got your recreational stuff going on. You got the swimming pools. You got the lifting for the students, and and all that does is, is having it in the one spot. Now, students and athletes can come together and get to know each other and kind of sort of have that support, you know, and to have that big facility like that, man, it's going to be great. Athletes don't got to go too much. Don't got to walk too far anywhere. Because back in my time, shoot, everything was just getting built. So I don't know <laughs> anybody know about the Edwards um, building. That used to be our athletic building was the Edwards. And we had to take that walk from, uh, from Turner and then take the walk to practice. But now you get a chance to just really just be at one spot, don't got to go nowhere, and and everything's good. So I'm excited, and I can't wait to see it revealed. Yeah, de definitely don't need to get your extra steps in if you're a football player, <laughs> for sure. Especially a week like this, short week, going to BYU, that altitude, which UC has had to deal with in the past. And UC held a lead the last time they went to BYU, Dom. I believe they did, going into the fourth quarter. The wearing down takes an effect the altitude takes an effect you start getting tired uc ends up i'm pretty sure losing that last contest to byu at byu by double digits because of that lack of kind of stamina and depth depth and issue for this uc team and we'll dive into that after the break when we got get into our full preview and prediction for this game on friday night which is nip tuck nip tuck in that betting line mason fletcher though final point here before we get to the break and then we'll touch on the uh, the betting numbers with the preview all wrapped in one. Mason Fletcher earns a spot this week on the Ray Guy Raise 8 award list. Really, really cool, cool honor for Mason Fletcher, a guy who was a finalist for the Ray Guy Award in 2022. He's averaging a, uh, I believe, a career high, or no, it was a season high, excuse me, 48.2 yards average on four punts against Oklahoma. He pinned the Sooners inside the 12-yard line three times. And he holds the sixth best active punting average in the entire country in his UC career with 44.7 yards per boot. The special teams guys, they don't get a lot of, a lot of media love. They don't get a lot of pub, Dominic. But it was so clear how much of an effect and how much of a boost Mason Fletcher gave this defense and the offense in that respect with their inability to move the ball at points in that game, some breathing room to be able to keep that game close. Yeah, I think... I think special teams is overlooked by everybody. Um, coach Combs was um, our coach in high school. He always said special teams win your games. Uh, you can lose them, lose by special teams. You can win with special teams, and that's true. And um, as a punter, as a punter, you really change. You help the defense out tremendously, uh, changing that field um, to give that give the Oklahoma offense. You can't give them short field. You give them short field, they're gonna score. And he, that's what he did. He gave them. Um, they had a long possessions. They had to do long drives just to get a field goal or any points. Um, I just know it's kind of funny because people don't appreciate it when you coaching high school, you coaching middle school, any lower level you coaching, and you got to come down to punt. 
And let's say we had an incident, it's, it's fourth and two. You like, man, we can go for it, but you want to change the field. And then your punter punts. It's a 10 yard kick. So you right. like, God, dog. And what do we even do it for? What was the point? <laughs> you know? So when you get, I mean, in college and NFL is more appreciated because you got these guys that can boot it 60, 60 yards, 70 yards, and change that field and give that defense more of a chance to uh, make a stop. Mason Fletcher. He's a weapon. He's a definite weapon with that Australian foot powering this punting attack from UC. Been a strong, strong force in that sense over the past few seasons. I'm Russ Elman. He's Dominic Goodman. We'll be back in just a moment on Bearcat Blitz. Bearcat Blitz continues wherever you're getting your podcasts or maybe you're on YouTube checking out Talking Cats with Russ Heltman or you're, you're watching us on Valley Sports Ohio. Thank you to everybody, no matter how you are finding the show right here. And if you're finding it on podcast feeds, please subscribe, rate, and review to help us keep growing. I'm Russ Heltman, your All-Bearcats reporter. Check us out on allbearcats.com. And he is Dominic Goodman, former UC wide receiver. So, Dom, let's look at the... Look at the tail of the tape here between Cincinnati and BYU. Cincinnati 0-2 all-time against the Cougars. I believe they have roughly a 31-point total point differential in those matchups back in 2015 and 2016. The line was BYU by three yesterday, and now it's Cincinnati by one and a half points. Although the Bearcats getting just 32% of the total bets. So what that means is there's been a lot of heavy money a lot of sharp betters, a lot of big bets coming in on Cincinnati, who last lost to BYU in 2016, 20-3. So an interesting matchup here. You see travels out west, a little bit banged up, especially in the secondary. We're not sure what's going to happen with Sammy Anderson. It was interesting, Dom, to see the offensive line rotation get expanded a little bit last week. I think that was largely just anticipating this game in my eyes and and seeing how many snaps the offensive linemen as a group, those starting group, that starting group had played uh, up to this point. But you got a team in BYU with Keaton Slovis helming the passing attack. They are really driven by Slovis, and that's about it. They ran for 61 yards total last week against Kansas. Excuse me. No, they didn't. They're averaging 61 yards. I, I, I even messed up that crazy stat. They're averaging 61 yards per game, Dom, 128th nationally, and they ran for a total of nine yards last week, nine total rushing yards against Kansas in a 38-27 to 27 loss. Stop Keaton Slovis, and you largely stop this offense, an offense that is a little bit up, is still missing their projected top running back, uh, a transfer by, I think his name was, uh, it's like uh, Jameer Daniels or something. I, I, I'll i pull it up with the, the guys that are banged up right now, but they're missing a uh, running back that hasn't really played much this year and was supposed to be their top player there. They're missing one of their top three wide receivers, potentially. He went down with a head injury in that game, and they're missing one of their starting guards, potentially. He suffered an injury in this one, along with top linebacker and a guy named Ben Bywater. He also re-aggravated an injury, and it's not quite known if he's going to be available for Friday. That, Dom, kind of speaks to the reason why so much money has been coming in on the Bearcats. Oh, man. It's, yeah, it sounds like a recipe for disaster for BYU. Um, it's, uh, it's football is a brutal sport. Uh, a lot of 
You get a lot of injuries, people going down. It's important to have the next man in. Um, but the biggest thing that really caught my eye is just the rushing game. If you don't got a rushing game, shoot. Well, I mean, you pretty much going to be just depending, like you said, depending on the quarterback. Pin those ears back, baby. Get after the QB. <laughs> exactly. Like, just send the, send the house and just man it up. Bump it. Um, but I see why the, everybody changed their whole – with the whole money line because I would have too because that don't make – it just don't make sense why, like, 61 yards on the average, right? They're averaging 61 yards per game this year at rushing, 128th out of 133 teams nationally. And the and the underlying analytics don't speak to a much better picture. They are 107th in the country in expected points added per carry, and they are 98th in offensive success rate overall, 51st in defensive and rushing success rate. So what that means is they're more consistent running the ball in terms of getting four yards on first down or four yards on third and three to be kind of quote unquote a solid positive plays. But when you look at the EPA per rush, it just speaks to lack of explosive plays. They just do not create really any explosive plays in the running game. And that's a huge thing for a a UC team that really hasn't allowed many explosive plays to running game at all. They've largely come through the air as we've highlighted over the past couple of weeks. Yeah. And this is a game where UC can bounce back. Um, This is a game where they can really, um, show what they made of, make those corrections and improve on them. And this is the game you really can make a comeback on. It's just one of them things like, I'm going to keep my mouth shut because I've been wrong for the past couple weeks. But at the same time, I'm just going to say this right now. This is a must-win game for the simple reason, momentum leading into the Big 12. You got to get this win. You need this win. So, um is UC do what they're supposed to do for us? Defense continue playing, um, playing lights out. Offense make scoring on uh, scoring scoring in the red zone, uh, better efficiency on the third downs, and just overall just continue with the rushing game and involving the pass game. Yeah, I would be very surprised, Dom, if if BYU gets the run game going against uh, a Cincinnati team that's been very stout on that front. They're allowing just a – they're allowing the fifth-best EPA per rush mark in the country defensively against the run, and they're 11th, allowing just 30.1% success rate on the ground. Just 30.1% of opponent runs are getting deemed successful in terms of creating positive expected points on the field. They've been so, so good analytically against the run. Against the pass, completely different. When you think about 108th overall nationally – day per pass they've been getting shredded through the air they got shredded to an extent last week by dylan gabriel it wasn't as bad nearly as bad as many uh many projectors even i projected the score to be much worse than 20 points given up overall up against an epa per pass offense helmed by keaton slovis that's in the back half of the country 76 overall so i i think the analytics on espn are pretty pretty spot on here when they give the bearcats roughly a 60 percent chance to win this game I'm with you, Dom. This is a massive game, and this is a game that I think is going to pivot the team towards bowl status or not. If they don't win this game, it's going to be very difficult to pick up that sixth win down the line at the end of the season here, especially when you think about how good Kansas looks. Kansas, to me, was looking like a very winnable. If not, you should be expected to 100% win this game at home. But that offense looks like it can travel. It looks strong. Jaden Daniels looks like the definitive good pick, or at least – 
strong contender as preseason Big 12 player, offensive player of the year. He's playing just like that at the quarterback position. So I think that 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 aspect of the schedule got a little bit tougher. And this BYU aspect of the schedule, along with Iowa State, got a little bit easier given the offseason happenings and all that stuff. Those are the two next two opponents for UC with a bye week mixed in. So you're facing a short week here. Then you get a bye week and you welcome Iowa State, I believe, into Nippert Stadium. They have a home game next coming up. Getting this win on the road, albeit against tough circumstances schedule-wise, would open you up to even more just sigh of relief going into the bye week. You can get your rest, and then you can go and attack Iowa State. But as I mentioned, some guys banged up for BYU. Ben Bywater, as I mentioned, uh, re-injured the bad shoulder that uh, that he's been working through throughout his career against Kansas. Aiden Roberts, the UNLV transfer running back. That's the guy whose name I was trying to figure out. He is expected to miss another week here. So I don't think he's played at all this season uh, in a BYU uniform. Wide receiver Parker Kingston, he's been very solid for this offense. He's the guy that I mentioned may have gone down with a concussion. His status up in the air. He is 10th on the offense right now with a 65.5 overall grade. Has played just 42 snaps, but is a guy that they like to target when they get him on the field. And then... We look at final, uh, maybe nail in the coffin here for BYU, Utah State transfer offensive lineman, the guard. I'm, I don't think I might butcher this name here, but I'm going to try. Waylon Lapuaho. Waylon Lapuaho. That is like a classic Utah Soin type name right there, Hawaiian name. He is their vaunted guard, one of the best players on the team offensively, fifth best offensive grade, 69.3 overall, a 78.2 pass blocking grade. That is right there, third best on the team. So banged up guys, Dom. Banged up guys on an offense that has not been able to run the football. And when you take away one of Keaton Slovis' best receivers coming off a game where he had multiple interceptions, they look very vulnerable here. And that's why I'm going to pick the Bearcats in a tight, knock them out, defensive, back and forth type of game. It could look ugly once again offensively at points. But when you think about how great that Oklahoma red zone defense was coming into that game versus how good or how much worse this BYU defense is. That's the difference for me. UC cannot continue to statistically just on average be a 20 top 25 team in terms of total red zone possessions and rank 118th in touchdown percentage, which is where they are right now, Dom. They're 25th in red zone possessions. They're 118th scoring touchdowns 47% of the time on those possessions. That starts to regress to the mean here against a team ranked just outside the top 50 in red zone touchdowns allowed on defense. I think they give up a couple more than they would like to in BYU, and UC gets the job done 24-21. to What do you got, Dom? Wow. With that with that being said, um, they can move the ball, just got to score in the red zone. So I'm just over here trying to – Put the score up high, or so I keep it low. But, all, <laughs> but I got a feeling they they fixed those problems at practice, came together, got it together, starting to deal. And this is the game to do it. I want to go. I'm gonna go say 28 to 14. 28 14. All right, another strong showing from the defense. He's Dominic Goodman. I'm Russ Heltman. That does it for our time on this week's Bearcat. At Blitz, we have been presented by Bet Online, where the game starts. And make sure to check us out all across every platform throughout the uh, upcoming days and BYU Game Day weekend. Check us out on Bally Sports Ohio, Talking Cash with Russ Heltman on YouTube, 
And of course, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, all that good stuff. For Dominic Goodman, I'm Russ Heltman. Enjoy the game day weekend, everybody. This is Bearcat Blitz on the Believe Network. Six Ritter to the end zone, looking for Pierce. Did he hang on? Yes. Touchdown. Back as I've been around. Here he goes again. Busts free. Jerome Ford down the sideline. Foot race. Pass call. Touchdown. 79 yards. The Peach Bowl. This is a big one too. And it's going to go all the way to the house on the first play.